podcast. I'm a big film nerd, Everett. And I'm Emerald, and I'm engaged to a nerd. Um, I'm also going to say just really quick, if you hear any noise, our dogs are in here with us while we're recording this time. Um, on this week's episode, we will be covering two movies. We've got Killers of the Flower Moon by Martin Scorsese. And Bodies, 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 we finally got around to it, <laughs> directed by Helena Rain. Uh, for Killers of the Flower Moon, we will do non-spoilers and then spoilers, uh, since Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is a little over a year old now. Uh, we are just going to go straight into a full review for that one. Uh, time codes will be down below for all of this, and let's get into it. Oh, Sage. They have the worst land possible. But they outsmarted everybody. The land had oil on it. Black gold. Alright, Killers of the Flower Moon is the latest movie by Martin Scorsese. Uh, he co-wrote with Eric Roth, and it stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, Lily Gladstone, uh, and then a bunch of other people in smaller roles. Um... First off, warning, this is a three and a half hour movie with no intermission, not split into two parts. Uh, they expect you, I guess, to have brought in snacks and then not have to go to the bathroom after drinking anything or consuming your snacks. It's just... And also, it could have been an hour and a half. There was no reason <laughs> for a three and a half hour movie. Yeah, it's a little... Not a little. It's quite bloated and slow. And a lot of stuff happens that's, I, again, this is based on like a book and we talk about this a lot just because it's in the book doesn't mean it needs to go into the movie. Um, and I think this, this movie really struggles from that concept. Um, and yeah, it really, there is kind of like two parts to this movie or almost three parts that could have been like three episodes of a mini series or split the movie into two hour and a half hour 45 movies yeah a limited series would have done this very well because then yeah. you can you know breathe between episodes yeah but it is three and a half hours like there's a reason when you go to like a, a play they have an intermission it's because that's a long time to just sit and look at one thing and not get up stretch your legs go get a snack go to the bathroom yeah, no, if you feel the need that you absolutely have to see it, which I wouldn't recommend either, um, <laughs> wait for streaming so you can pause and yeah. exist outside it. But it just, I didn't think it was good. The couple behind us walked out halfway through. Like, it was, <laughs> it was not great. <laughs> yeah. um, I do, I don't think this is a bad movie. I think it is, like, well shot well acted put together competently like all the parts are there but again it just it's so long and i'm not a huge scorsese fan and it has his tracking shot like moving through a crowd that he's famous for doing like 15 times and it just slows the film way down and yeah i just there is nothing about this that makes me want to re-watch it especially and i think this is the biggest criticism criticism of the film uh it is not about the osage indians or uh anything to do with them i mean obviously it is 
but this movie really wants to market itself as that. Martin it's Scorsese literally... comes forward at the beginning to do one of those director's messages that's like, hey, you know, I worked really hard with elders in these tribes to make this movie authentic. Um, and then literally, it's just, other than the fact that it's a true story, you could copy and paste any thing in there. It does not feel personal to that tribe it it just feels very generic in the handling of them uh and they're inconsequential in the grand scheme of this movie it is about white people directed by a white person yeah that's what i was gonna say it's literally (laughs) written by a white man starring a white man for the white man it's not like had it like centered around the wife it might have been more interesting yeah lily gladstone is the best part of this movie she's really good in it she's incredible in it her character is super interesting and goes through a lot of stuff that's fascinating and i would love to learn more about uh but she is a like the third down on the billing because she's the third at best most important character in this movie uh and the top two are the white guys And yeah, they're not supposed to be heroes or like, you know, white savior type things, but they want you to feel sympathetic towards some of them. And I just don't because they're not good people. They're not. It was just. (laughs) And in my opinion, also, had this not had the cast list that it did or the director that it did, no one would ever talk about it. It would come out, it would be swept under the rug, it would never be discussed again. But because Martin Scorsese is such a big director, other people are willing to work with him who are also really, really famous. And so it gets like all this money and attention and and, everything. And it's just, it doesn't deserve it. It was a fine movie. Yeah, I, I really, this is, it's a real middle of the road kind of movie that's the the type of thing that your dad loved and makes you watch as one of your first like r-rated movie type things and he's like oh it's so deep and about all this stuff but it's just not Not. (laughs) and then you go oh yeah i remember watching that five years ago i guess and forget about it otherwise yep but uh now we will head into some spoilers all right spoilers for killers of the fire moon um Basically, this focuses on Robert De Niro as this cattle magnate type guy in a near or on the Osage Reservation, Uh, and his nephew Leonardo DiCaprio comes to stay with him, uh, and they are greedy and want all the money and don't believe it should be with the Osage, even though Robert De Niro is constantly fake praising them and pretending to be their friends, even when he's just taking out life insurance policies on them and then trying to get them killed. Um, and Leonardo DiCaprio ends up falling in love with one slash getting pushed into the relationship and encouraged by his uncle because they want her oil rights because um, that's where the real money is and so he quote unquote falls in love with her they have very little development on that relationship other than he just says some gross weird men things being like haha but you love me and she's like <laughs> nope and then he goes yep you do and then they get married yeah there's <laughs> yeah their relationship's not believable. He's a bad parent, and then he just does bad things the yeah. entire time. Most... He, like, and at the end, it seems like they're trying to, like, 
blame other people for all of this, but Leonardo DiCaprio's literally the one who hired all of them to kill his wife's entire family. He's not a good guy, and they want you to be sympathetic towards him. Yeah, and he spends half the movie drunk, and Gladstone constantly has to be like, hey, you're drunk again, like, come on, and he neglects their children and her. Uh, And yeah, so basically then they start escalating their plot to get the rights to the oil and everything. And so they start hiring some people to commit some murders and Leonardo DiCaprio is incompetent slash bad at explaining how to do things slash doesn't hire the right people or whatever. And all the murders slowly start going more and more awry and more public and more obvious. Um, And they apparently in the end kill around like 30 people um, over the years and uh so yeah it's going poorly and then finally the osage put some money together and go to the u.s government in washington and convince them to finally send the fbi um and the fbi comes and figures it out and puts pressure on leonardo dicaprio and then he becomes the hero and betrays his family and goes to court and testifies but really uh he's not good so also throughout this his wife suffers from diabetes and they get her insulin and then his uncle tells him to poison her and so he slowly is poisoning and killing her and making it so that he can inherit her land and stuff um and then when she finally is like willing to forgive him for murdering her entire family uh she asks like did you poison me and he says no and so she walks out and it's supposed to be like this powerful moment for her and i'm like i don't know I don't think I would have even forgiven him. Yeah, and then when it ends, they do all of a sudden switch to like some people <laughs> telling this story it's like a on live a stage. radio show. Where yeah, like they're making funny clanking noises, and oh, he writes a letter, and then you hear in the background. And it could have been a fun, clever thing to include had it been there the whole time, but it hadn't. It was out of nowhere, and then they just like wrap up the story in the way like a Lifetime movie would have it in the credits, where they just explained what happened, and they're like, oh, and then she married some other guy and then died really young of diabetes the end also leonardo dicaprio got a life sentence but he got out early because he can because he's a white man yeah and then they're like and she dies young from diabetes and we're gonna read you a bit from her obituary and martin scorsese himself the actual martin scorsese walks out and reads the obituary like this powerful moment and i'm just confused why that's who he picked other than yeah. ego there was almost okay so there's two moments that almost felt like it was like wes anderson copying almost <laughs> like there was one where they were talking earlier in the movie and someone's like and then i asked him this and then it like switches over to the scene and he like asks him and it was literally like word for word something wes anderson has done in one of his movies and then the ending with that weird radio show thing i was like this is very wes anderson-y but not as fun yeah yeah (laughs) and i don't even like wes anderson (laughs) it just was odd and out of place yep and i just yeah i would have had lily gladstone come out and read her character's obituary have one of the kids who survived her then the actors who played them come out and read it um have someone actually connected to these people in the real world come out and read it anyone but martin scorsese i honestly him or dicaprio would have been the worst 
possible picks in terms of like optics i feel for who should read that obituary at the end yeah because like the whole (laughs) point was that in nowhere in it did they mention like the murders that had happened to her family and stuff so it's like but you are you're making a whole movie about it for people's entertainment yeah and yeah so yeah and again there are some good performances it is directed by a very competent director um it has some interesting moments and ideas and the story is interesting and worth being told i just don't think this was the right movie for it yeah i am not a dicaprio girly he irks me and i don't think he's that great of an actor but there was one scene where he found out his kid died and he was like sobbing and i thought that was very well acted but besides that moment and then lily gladstone's entire performance because she is a queen and an icon (laughs) it was all fine yeah i was impressed at how well he could keep a frown on his face there's literally like only two scenes in the whole movie where his DiCaprio's lips literally aren't like turned down at 90 degree angles. It's pretty impressive. So what would you <laughs> rate it? Um, six, seven out of 10. I'm between a three and a four. <laughs> it was rough for me. I was dying to just check what time it was the whole time and I couldn't because we were in a theater. Yeah. Yeah. I had to spy on the person in front of us who was checking the time multiple times <laughs> and look at their phone. Yeah, it is long. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. There's nothing other than it being, like, focused on the wrong subject and I would not have had Scorsese come out at the end. Like, I don't know what I would point to and be like, well, that's not good. Uh, they so... only gave Brendan Fraser two lines. Yeah, but he wasn't good in this. Well, he deserved to be. <laughs> Maybe he could have been better if they <laughs> if given he had him more, more to than do. Two lines. Yeah, but that was a weird. Yeah, but I love him. Performance. So okay. Yeah, it's just like it cuts to him, and then he like stands up, and then out of nowhere, everyone's like talking at a normal level. He just starts screaming at the court, and then everyone just starts fighting. I'm like, whoa, what? What is happening? Yeah, it was very weird. odd. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's our thoughts on Killers of the Flower Moon. I was uh, sent down from Washington, D.C. to see about these murders. See what about them? See who's doing it. All right, for my pick this week, nothing really looked good in the theaters for me besides Saw 10, but he's never seen any of the Saw movies. So (laughs) I went for Bodies, 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 which everyone really, really recommended. Um, It came out a little over a year ago. It's directed by Helena Rain, and it follows um, Sophie as she is a recovering addict who hasn't seen her friends in a long time, and she's bringing her brand new girlfriend to a hurricane party, basically. They go Mm -hmm. to one of her friend's mansions, and they plan on holing up and partying while there's a big hurricane. Um and everyone's basically just the worst. So they start playing a game and everyone, well, everyone's drinking and the one who is sober, Sophie, is trying to kind of distract them from drinking games and move on to a game that she can play. So they decide to play Bodies, 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 which is basically like a werewolf wink murderer situation where someone is assigned to be the killer and everyone else goes and like hides. And if the killer touches your back, you have to lay down and die and whatever. Um, And then while they're playing this, they, their friend Pete Davidson, 
gets well this they well we're not doing spoilers and not spoilers yeah oh he dies after the game because lee pace they yeah think, that's dies. true so that lee pace <laughs> is pretending to be dead and they're trying to guess who the killer is no because then they go and play the game some more and that's when he well, dies. maybe they go and play it more i thought yeah. that devolved into an argument and they all stormed off because like lee pace is like i'm going to bed and yeah they sent lee pace whatever. to bed and whatever everyone's separate and doing stuff and then pete davidson is at the window with a slashed throat and they are convinced there's a killer out to get them and basically the whole time they're trying to figure out which one of them is the killer and it leads to all these secrets coming out and stuff about them and yeah that's really the not spoiler version but since we're going straight into spoilers um they go and kill lee pace which is devastating to me because i am a lee pace girl through and through he is the best um but they kill him because they think that he's the bad guy because he's like defending himself when they all come at him with knives and hammers so you know a logical thing to do would be to defend yourself Mm -hmm. um and then he gets killed and then they're all kind of fighting with each other and one of them falls down the stairs and they're trying to decide if she was pushed by someone or whatever. Um, one of the other girls falls over a railing and dies. And one then accidentally gets shot. One accidentally gets shot, which is also a bummer because she was the best character and she was the only funny one. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just like this couple at the end and the hurricane's over and it's the next day and they find Pete Davidson's phone and realize that he was trying to make a TikTok dance with a sword and accidentally sliced his own throat. So they freaked out for nothing and there was no killer the whole time. And now all their friends are dead and they have to explain it and then it's over. Um, Yeah, it was (laughs) fine. I didn't think it was worth the hype that everyone gave it out to be, but I also think it was fun enough that it's like a fun movie to like get drunk and watch with your friends yeah i think if we had watched this when it came out we would have been like oh this is fun it's a little bit different it's got okay performances if you're in a theater with a bunch of people who are enjoying it it could be fun yeah i can see why it got the hype i think there's also a reason when you talk to people now and go hey what's a good horror movie to watch you don't hear bodies 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 that often yeah a few for horror people... comedy i could see yeah why people really like it i do really like horror comedies so had i watched this i don't know maybe like even just a couple years ago i probably would have been like oh yeah, yeah this is excellent but you know though so i'd also say this is more like a thriller comedy yeah there's no horror yeah besides that... like the throat <laughs> slitting it's not really horror horror it's, it's not even like a slasher because most yeah. people die of just like a gunshot or oh we found their body falling down the stairs and you don't watch some horrible death and it's not like you're waiting for something around the corners and there's someone hiding and they jump out and there's no jump scares or like it's a thriller of a whodunit intense movie with some comedy baked in but if you're looking for one of those (laughs) just watch tucker and dale versus evil because that's the best horror comedy and it has the exact same kind of vibe but better (laughs) yeah um yeah so she uh rachel senate is in this and she's also from bottoms which we watched this year and chiva baby which came out a little while ago but we watched this year um she's easily the best part of this yeah she's the best part of this and the only one who's really like funny 
and has bits that I was like, oh, that's clever or, oh, that's well done or that's funny. Everything else, I don't know, the jokes all kind of, I don't know if there even really are jokes. I think the humor is just they're dumb and wealthy and slowly dying. Uh, And once that kind of joke wears off, it is really just like a a thriller outside of Rachel Sennett's character. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, I would watch it again, unlike the other one we watched this week, so... Yeah, I yeah, I have nothing against this movie. I don't have it's not three and a half hours, so <laughs> that's always a benefit. Um but yeah, I don't know, unless like other people wanted to watch it, I won't return to this. Mm, which sucks because we did buy it since it was about the same price as renting. <laughs> it's like a dollar more to buy it than rent, so we're like, ah oh, yeah, let's just do it because everyone loved it and maybe it'll be funny and good. It was fine. Yeah. All right. So what would you rate this one? Um, For this one, I'd give it like a six and a half, seven. Yeah, I'm same six and a half. Um, it's yeah, just middle of the road. Yep. I'm smart. I'm strong. I'm ready for what comes along. I've got good friends. We'll stay together. All right, thank you for listening to our episode this week. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Nerd and Normie and tune in every Monday for a new episode. And if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. And if you're listening on audio platform, leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out. Thank Thank you. you.